This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. The classic face rip podcast. I am one of your hosts, Vince, and I'm sitting alongside Nick. Hello. And Matt. Hello, everyone. This is our very first episode of this podcast, so we're just going to go over the basics right now for those that are tuning in and just kind of getting back into the swing of things for Marvel or for face rip. Maybe they are you know haven't played it in 20 years, or they have, and they're like, oh, I barely remember this game, so... I'm currently playing in a game right now. I think, Nick, you were going thinking about it. Matt, you were playing yeah, in one. I'm thinking yeah. about it, seriously. Yeah. You're still going on, Matt? No, mine uh, climaxed when the uh, heroes were able to thwart Red Skull and Hatemonger from raising Cthulhu. Aw. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So let's uh, get into the swing thing. Let's talk about mechanics of this game. It's uh, obviously a different type of mechanic than we're used to. For most role players, are used to the D and D D twenty mechanics. So, uh, who wants to roll with this one? Do you talk about the percentile or the D ten system here? Uh, but, oh well, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to say with this one, you only need two dice. Yeah. Yep. You because it's all percental based. Um, with your damage, it's not random either. I mean, there's and everything is based around. There is a chart. Yep. Uh, in the the uh, universal table, as it's called, and on that it had you basically do a cross reference of what is your stat. You roll your dice, cross reference the number in your stat, and you get a color. You get white, green, yellow, or red, uh, and depend. Basically, your whites are your failures. Green, I mean, you did well. You pat, you succeeded. Uh, yellow means you did pretty good, and then red means you did amazing. So, yep. and that applies to every check in the game. Every roll you make is based off that chart. It's kind of like your one-stop shop when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, resolving anything in this game. What, what's really good about it, it's all up front. There's like, you know, there's no hiding rolls or anything like that. You just look at the chart, you know if you hit or not. The only thing that can fluctuate is what the judge or the uh, the game master will call for, like, instead of you think normally a green's a hit, but sometimes it might be a little bit more difficult and the task you're doing, you might say, well, all right, you're trying to punch two people and you're trying to make them bounce off the wall. I need you to hit me a high yellow or something. <clears throat> He can call things like that. Right. Or there could also be uh, what's called column shifts where you either get right. – um, you go either go up to the next higher column or down uh, depending on the difficulty or what skills you have. So those are the ways that the die rolls get modified. You never – there's nothing really other than – there's all, well, I was about to say there's nothing really modifies the die roll, but there actually is. Yeah, I can actually think of an example like that. Let's say you're uh, you're playing Cyclops, right? He's got his he has his eye rays, right, which is an energy attack, right? right. Let's say um, and he and the X Men are fighting an uh, an alien attack, 
for one reason or another because it's the X-Men. <laughs> and the 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 alien spaceship has a force field around. It. Well, I'm just throwing this out here. Maybe That's I don't fine. know uh, on um, what uh, Cyclops's energy attack is. Let's say it's um, remarkable on the chart. It's a remarkable energy attack. Okay, but let's the the alien spaceship has a force field around it that can absorb energy. So instead of being remarkable, maybe it shifts it down to levels. And it shifts it down to good. So you make your roll, and they rolled a 55, and he hit, but that's it. And whatever damage that might take off. So that's just an example how for everybody how it kind of works. Uh, some things can shift up or down depending on the, I guess you could say difficulty right. of it. So that's one example. And and like uh like Matt said, the table covers everything. You just look up the type of attack or ability, what it is, and you just say, okay, uh, you're going to grab somebody. Uh, let's say uh, it's excellent. So you, and then you just roll on the chart percentage and you're done. So basically, you just so, look at the left-hand side of the chart. It has numbers zeroing, uh, ranging from 1 all the way up to double zero, one hundred, And you slide your finger down to the left, find your number that you fall under, and then slide your finger to the right to meet up with whatever your ability stat is. Say amazing, excellent on the... So it's a cross-reference chart. That's all it really is. Yep, it Very is. Very simple. And these were the one... And, and when it came out, you're talking like mid-1980s. This was kind of like the new Vogue thing to do for role-playing games, like... Um, you know, a, a universal chart. I remember Chill had one when it came out, and a few others. Um, but DC also had their chart too. DC did. Yep, DC Heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, the nice thing about it is because it's one chart, it's real easy. the The gameplay is really fast, and it makes it very comic book cinematic. So. You're not bogged down with a whole bunch of extra things here and there. What's it's right. very simple. What's really cool about this system, just taking it and stripping out Marvel itself, and you can use it for almost anything you want. There's a site, I can't remember the uh, link, but someone did like G.I. Joe, Transformers, and a bunch of other cartoons from back in the day and made up all stats and rules so you can do, I think it was like Technical or something like that. Matt, you pointed it out to me a while back. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what that was. But, yeah, they started out a lot of different things because this system goes well with multiple genres. It's not just a superhero game. I mean, you you could even run, like, a fantasy game uh, with this because with this game, like, your powers, that could also be considered magic. And that's actually how, in the base game, magic characters are treated their powers resolve the exact same way yep. whether they're magic whether you're a mutant whether you're like a captain america altered human robot or or have iron man armor doesn't matter uh all the powers get resolved the same so you can and it's all flavor on how you describe that in your game so yep it's a very versatile system the only thing with this system is 
don't expect a lot of character advancement. And I think some players no. may get thrown off by that at first coming from other systems where you level up your character. There are ways to do it, but it's a lot slower and really it doesn't really happen all that much in a game right. you'll find out. And it doesn't necessarily matter either. Well, how you quote unquote advance. That's what my group had a problem wrapping their head around because they're D&D players. And they're used to get your experience, say, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm level two. Now I get this, that, and that, that. Oh, I'm level three. Now I get this, 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 and that. With Marvel, they were just like, okay, so I get karma. Uh, wait, I have to use karma for my roles, which is, more, well, we didn't talk about that just yet, but we will. Oh, wait, I use karma for leveling up, right? Oh, wait, I don't level up? How, well, how do I advance? I don't advance, really? No, because you're a superhero or a villain in their case. And usually when you get powers as a supervillain or superhero, you don't actually get new things, maybe gadgets and things like that, but not necessarily powers. And if you do, it's like a really slow process over time. And right, they weren't getting that. They're like, well, what if I want a new power? I'm like, you can get a new power. You have to save up. Well, how much? It's quite a bit. And I showed them. They're like, well, it's going to take me forever. I said, that's how it works with superheroes. Right. They don't just that's get one overnight. It just they evolve and get one. Right. right. It, and I think it's more about how your character evolves personality wise. And I think if you're if you're focused on powers and improving them, it's more about I always thought using your powers in different ways, you know. Right. Right. It's that creativity of doing mm -hmm. what's called power feats. Right. Using your powers in non-traditional ways to accomplish right. different goals. Uh, and I think that's – this type of game encourages a lot of creativity because there's not a lot of min-maxing. Right. It's almost there, impossible. It, it's almost right. impossible. Especially yeah. if you follow the completely random character generation, you're not going to be able to min-max because your character is basically ran is random. Right. I bet the last game I run, the players wanted to have random characters. So they would roll up this random blob of stats and abilities, and then they crafted their character after they had that framework. And that's something that I think the game is really good at. You can take a random stat blob and develop all kinds of different superheroes. Uh, Sometimes whereas in other systems, there's you can't really do that. It would be difficult yeah. in D&D to make a truly random character. And when you were talking about feats, I actually remember something from an X-Men comic. A perfect example of this, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, again, Cyclops. Right. He, he with his eye beams, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Wolverine that, he was like falling. Wolverine was falling. Okay. And Cyclops used his eye beams basically to break his fall. Yeah, just and just yeah. use it in a way to where you know, like each blast just kind of slowed down his fall, right? He kind of like, like shoot, that. shoot him up a little bit, just not enough to like push him up, but just enough to pop him to give him a little yeah. upward momentum so that way he starts falling again. So to slow the acceleration, right? Exactly, it was like a little burst of his eye, uh, of his laser blast from his eyes. So a lesser so, de lesser degree of, of of full force, so maybe like a right. 
instead of saying amazing, he did it at like typical or something or something like that. Enough yeah, that right. he could absorb the hit, but not really bother him enough. So push right, him, push him and it was right. with his healing factor wasn't necessarily going to damage him so much. Right. So basically, yeah, Cyclops was using his power in a different way. That's a special feat. Cool. Um, so with my game, I, I decided to, cause random characters don't always work. Obviously, sometimes you get stuck with something that's completely just unplayable, which is possible. Right. So I gave my players three options when, when rolling up their characters. One option was take what you got and roll with it. Second option was ditch everything and roll again, but you had to stick with the second results no matter what. The third option was, uh, Keep the keep your ability stats as they were, but when it came to powers, you pick you can you can design up one power. However, you want to do it and describe it in much detail as you want, and that power can be at incredible, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So all the players opted on re-rolling the second time, and that's what they stuck with. Nobody wanted that one power option because <laughs> <laughs> it's too complicated, but. I gave him the option. I had seen that on uh, one of the, at the classic forever Marvel, Marvel forum.com. Someone had suggested that a long time ago. I'm like, okay, I wrote that in my little book as an idea for the future. And I used yeah. it for this thing. And, so. I, and I think that kind of goes into how with this game, you can, as a judge, as a referee, right you can scale your game to however you want it. If you want it low powered, like more like on the street level, like fighting like daredevil and Spider-Man, you create your characters that way. If you want them more in the middle there, you know, like, uh, I guess who would be a middle level, uh, type character, I guess, uh, I guess Wolverine, maybe X-Men level. Yeah. yeah X-Men level, well, human maybe... torch type. Maybe Teen Titans. Uh, well, whoops, wrong one. <laughs> right, wrong right. Universe, unless you're talking about the one X-Men Teen Titan crossover from the mid-80s. No, no. What The equivalent of Teen Titans, I'm sorry. So which would be yeah. the, um, like X-Force maybe, or I don't know. X-Force, yeah. Or Generation X. The, Generation X, there yeah, we go. If you remember the old X-Factor as well. Mm-hmm. well. Something like that. Or you could go real high end for Hulk. Aven- Iron Avengers, Man. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Avengers, Silver it, Surfer. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Your cosmic yeah. heroes become yeah. at that super high level because right. they're dealing with things that destroy the universe and devour planets. As right. Opposed, like Galactus. <laughs> as opposed to like mob bosses like Kingpin. Right. And that's one of the great things about this. You can have that wide variety in, in your in your game. You could like I'm looking forward to a like I wanna I wanna run like a like a real low level one and we'll talk about that in the future but and that's one of those things i want to do this system that being able to run any scale of games gets around that problem in D you have where you want your characters to start out at level one and grow but the reason really your story is based around a higher level mm-hmm. you could just start at that higher level easy you don't sure. have to with with this game whereas in D D, like when i was running my ravenloft campaign I wanted my characters to eventually get through Ravenloft, the Castle Ravenloft, but then they had to be like eight, nine, tenth level to do so. Unfortunately, so, okay, yeah. I have to pad the story or develop the story and pad it in such a way that they will get there. 
With this, you yeah. can just start right where you want to go. It's right. really good for short campaigns where you like story arcs. Think of it, you have your six issues you're playing through or of your trade paperback. If you think of it in that way, this system is really good at that because you can get right into the action yep. because you, you're yep. not stuck leveling your character up and doing any sort of like XP grinding. Yep. The, it's more about how your character grows as personality wise and what their achievements are as far as like, you know, being a superhero. Not necessarily, like you said, accumulating wealth, getting experience points. It's not about that. And I think another, and that's like another difference between, you know, other RPGs. And I think another big difference when it comes to the characters and and uh, in, in this RPG, I think it's it's a lot more accessible. I mean, people could identify with this. It's like, oh, it's a superhero game. Oh yeah, Spider Man. You know, no, whatever. People people know though because they're they're cultural icons, right? Mm-hmm. Well, fantasy, yeah, it's gotten more exposure over the past few years. Some people still are not quite understand it, get it, you know, under they don't get the genre so much. But you know, superheroes, comic books, almost everybody gets that. So and everybody can identify with it because almost everybody has read a comic book or at least seen the new movies and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So. They have a they have a reference to go by for the most part. Cool. So okay, let's talk about uh, let's move on a little bit quickly here and let's talk about the basics. Nick, you had listed out a whole list of things that you feel the basic person needs to start the game off. What you what books you need to grab right away just right. to play this game. So let's go over that real quick. Go ahead, Nick. Right. Um, and. I'm going off by the list that's at uh, classicmarvelforever.com, which is an excellent reference, and we're going to have that in our show mo- show, show notes, by right. the way. And they have, like, everything there. And I guess it all depends on, are you going to play the basic game, or are you going to do the advanced game? That's how I look at it right now. Now, they have other stuff on their website, which is kind of like a whole big, you know, amalgamation of everything together like you know netbooks and stuff like that but let's keep it simple and i was just looking at okay if you're going to do the the original basic set or the advanced set what do you really need the core stuff besides you know the core rules at least in my opinion um for the if you're going to do the basic marvel superheroes besides the core rule book i i think you should get the judges screen Mm mm-hmm and I also think that you should get the Realms of Magic book and Weapons Locker book. I think those are, that's a good starting point because now you're covering everything. Now you're covering just, because you're covering everything as far as the basics of like the different types of characters. I mean, you got ones that might use magic like Doctor Strange, uh, Weapons Locker, because you're covering all that stuff about, you know, people who use, you know, your Iron Man types. And then you have your basic rule set there, which has a little bit of everything. And then you have your judge's screen because what kind of referee would not have a judge's screen? You need one, <laughs> right? Yeah, so you that's need one, definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I think for the basic set. Well, I would throw in, I really like the New York, New York supplement for basic yeah. as well. 
because with that one, it's a bunch of little random encounters you can throw at your characters. Two, it comes with another map that it actually fits in with the two maps that come with the basic set. Also in that is a combat wheel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah. It it has that as well. So it's a neat little supplement that does a lot. And in New York, New York, you get a few uh, – it gives you some ideas – on how to run this game where you're not always fighting a villain because it has some okay. mundane encounters as well S stuff to the point like you're you're you see captain america running down the street mm -hmm. what do you do you go if you go to talk to him you realize oh he's just on his morning jog <laughs> <laughs> or it could be you come and you find the little old lady with the the cat in the tree that you need to see just it has everything from that to like people being mugged and going up the scale so it, it gives you all those little encounters gives you another map and that combat wheel so okay well yeah those are other great examples yeah i didn't know if that one that new york new york new york you could use that for the advanced one i guess you could do that you too. could i do i mean really the difference between basic and advanced isn't that much right i you can blend the stuff easy because i think the biggest difference between basic and advanced is the granular uh, advancement from your power. So instead of going up like a whole rank, you're you in every rank has a assigned point value. And in the advanced game, instead of going from like good at 10 to excellent at 20, you'd go from good at 10 to good at 11 to good at 12 and work your way up that way. I mean, that to me is the biggest difference in so you can easily blend advanced and basic stuff back yeah, and forth I, no that, problem I, I don't have any really of the basic stuff but uh i do have weapons locker though and i found that useful for when i got the advanced game so yeah absolutely they're backward compatible forward compatible with each other generally no problem it just is a slight difference in the power range that's all but it's, yeah everything fits up slight so. difference right um so that's like yeah, for the basic. Now, if you're going to do the advanced set, besides the advanced box set to buy that, I recommend uh, getting the Children of the Atom book, which is basically a splat book about X-Men, X-Force, X-Factor, Hellfire Club, etc. Well, X-Factor also had its own box set as well. Yeah, later yes. on. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. I uh, Avengers Coast to Coast. I highly recommend that one. Uh, uh, the, the Uncanny X-Men one, too, is good if you're a big mutant fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Fantastic Four Compendium is a good one to have. Because I, I say those three because, you know, it has the three real iconic, you know, superhero groups. X-Men, Avengers, Fantastic Four. And everybody associated around with them. And then the Ultimate Powers book. I highly recommend getting that just uh realize when giving your players access to that there's some really broken stuff into it because it wasn't right. play tested right so feel free to be like you know no you don't get that power roll again if you're going random i the, the pow ultimate powers yeah mm. yeah there's certain things you just need to be like think of your game would it break it be like no thank you in fact, I think was it true that it wasn't play tested at all? Yeah, they basically, from what I remember, I think Jeff Grubb said they just brainstormed every power they could, and they couldn't play test every power in it. They have a netbook book here on the 
classic Marvel Forever website. It's basically a revised Ultimate Powers book. They fixed it. Oh, so yeah. Somebody actually went in and fixed it. Correct. Yeah. Good. Yes. Job. So if you're going to get the Ultimate Powers one, get the fixed one. <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as supplements, I, I think the Deluxe City campaign uh, set for uh, uh, f- uh, for uh, Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Oh. There's that one. Yeah. That one is just amazing. I yeah. I have it and love it because yeah. with that, basically, it gives you the Marvel Universe New York, New York, the yep. New York setting. Um, it comes with two maps of downtown New York that, that you can use. Uh, it also comes with, like, maps of some of the big – uh, well-known buildings in New York, so that way you could kind of have the floor plans for it when you want to run adventures in, like, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Right. Uh, it also has, like, a, a map of the subways, and it's really – you could do that with any city, too. Right. You take the information contained in it and just go on Google and find the maps. And Oh, yeah. For your city. And you can say, instead of New York, we are in Cincinnati Chicago. or Chicago floor anywhere. That's anywhere. What I, that's what I did for my uh, actual play podcast. I, they're all, we're all in Dallas, Texas. I decided to move it locals because we all knew where we are. We're all playing face to face and mm-hmm. what better yet than we all know the city we live in. So we'll just do that. Makes well, wasn't easy. there a kind of on a side note, wasn't there something called the, uh, the 50 state initiative, like have, a superhero group in every state there was yeah there was yeah i who, who how many of you remember the great lakes avengers yep squirrel yeah, girl the, squirrel girl yeah. squirrel girl she beat thanos in a fight yeah because she's squirrel girl but um uh, no, you know that deluxe city campaign set would be pairs perfectly with the new york new york one mm-hmm. use those together you can have a whole campaign there in New York City. But that's a great idea. Just Google like streets and stuff in your where you live and there you go. There's your maps. Yeah. That's I, awesome. Right. And the game itself also has its own little generic city as well when you because the basic comes with two maps. The basic box set comes with two maps. The advanced mm-hmm. set comes with two different maps but they all connect together. New York, New York comes with a map that connects to that. And the Avengers archive also comes with a map that connects to that. So you have these six uh, giant maps that all connect together to form this generic city that mo- a lot of the adventures uh, are set in, in the Marvel, in the Marvel RPG. So when you buy a mm-hmm. module, it'll start referencing things on those maps. So uh, that's something else I liked about it because I like just having that map. I can just lay out the big – here's the city you're in. When I was running my game, I'm like, okay, pick one of these houses that you guys live in. Where do you live? Okay, you guys live there. Where do you want to work? And then they start picking businesses out on the map, and that's their yeah. job because that's something that also superheroes have to deal with, having a day job because being a superhero, unless you're like Avengers or S.H.I.E.L.D., doesn't pay all that well. Did we mention uh, Children of the Atom book at all? I forgot. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Because that has a great interior maps of uh, the federal buildings, and I'm looking at that right now. Right. So yep. you can and have at least an idea what they did, but it looks very very D&D-ish, though, with the map that yeah. they drew. 
Yeah. And then there's also the uh there was a Doctor Doom box set. Yes. Basically yes. gave you everything for Latveria. That, that yes, box set, if you have characters that are into gadgets and building stuff, look at that box set because it yeah. has some great rules on explaining it better than the regular advanced books. Yeah. I've used that so far and it's right. excellent. Yeah. And then oh another one, uh Web of Spider Man box set. Yep. It's if you every anything you want for Spider Man and it has another map that connects to all those other maps. That's uh, a good question. Did they they purposely planned it out that way or did it just happily come out that I, way? They or? had to because the street names are the same. Yeah. Going across, it makes a nice grid. How it big is it? To. How big is that map if you play it out? Because I've never actually thought about that now. Um the each map is four eight and a half by 11 sheets oh wow okay so you lay that out in like a rectangle the eight that's pretty so, big yeah so it's like 22 across 16 high and i think there's like six maps and i'm trying to remember exactly how the grid went but i think it was it went across and down no. i mean it I may be wrong on this, but if you go to classicmarvelforever.com under the netbooks and enhancements, yeah. I think it looks like somebody took all those maps and made one big mega map. Oh, nice. Yeah, if you look under there, it's the very bottom of that page. Oh, yeah, okay. There you go. So I'm, I'm pretty sure those are all those maps stuck together. So... That's got to be cool. In fact, I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> yeah, that is all the maps linked together. But the mega map. Overall, I would say take a look at the rule sets, the advanced and the basic, the revised books that they came yeah. out with when they tried to make more money towards the end. And that's an update. Like if you just want a basic superhero game. You don't want all the bells and whistles and all the options. I would suggest going with the basic revised rule set. Is a blue book or is it purple? Like mine's, I don't know. It's faded uh, so much. It's a, it's a blue, it's blue and purple. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, campaign books, blue and the player's handbooks, purple. Okay. That's the revised they did, which included character creation with the basic rules. That's the one that I'm using for my campaign. I like that the best. It has just enough options in it to make the game interesting, but not enough to give you a, a headache at times. Yeah, the I've always went with the advanced. The advanced has more options for character yeah. powers. Um, it also has rules for building your superhero lair. Yeah, yep. true. So I I do enjoy the, uh, furniture shopping in this game, <laughs> where you buy your living room set and you uh, buy your laboratory and all of it. Uh, but. Again, you can't really go wrong with either because there's not a lot of difference between the two. I mean, there's some subtle differences, but for the most part, if you play the basic, you can use stuff from the advanced supplements. If you play the advanced, yeah. you can use basic supplements, and that's a great thing about it, and there's minimal changes necessary. It's not like the stats for the characters are going to be different going from advanced to basic. No, you know I, I downloaded that mega map. There's nothing in it. The file's like empty. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, I was just downloaded it, so it's weird. It looks like the thumbnail. There's something there, but when you open it up and you're, because it's a PDF. Once you open it up, it's like, uh, whatever. Let's uh, let's talk some modules. This game came out with a whole bunch of modules for uh, yes, it did. 
the, the run with it. Unfortunately, all the modules pretty much revolve around basic superheroes that are, or I should say, established superheroes. I think there might have been like one or two of them that allow like custom superheroes, but almost all of them revolve around things that are established characters, uh, and which was kind of annoying, to be honest. I mean, it gives you yeah. a good idea how to write up your own adventures, but... They unless your group wants to play the X Men or wants to play the Avengers or wants to play certain superheroes like Spider Man, those modules are worthless to be honest. And I'm not trying to insult them, but it really was to me. It was at least. Yeah, it was kind of hard not to. Um, if you wanted to use the adventures that they published, it was it was a little difficult to try to throw in your own characters in there because just how they were written. The only ones I could think of that were, um, that were, uh, you could use your own characters relatively easy was, I think it was the ones that were kind of based off the Days of Future Past. Oh, okay, yeah. Sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, because where the, you know, you had the Sentinels and you had the one called Nimrod and all that. I have some of those adventures mm -hmm. and they're pretty much because it's like in the future and almost all the superheroes are gone. So that kind of leaves it open to basically use your own characters in that. So that's where uh, DC superheroes did well. A lot of their modules, while it was geared up for standard superheroes, it also had how to include this for custom heroes of certain power levels. Right. So, it might be worth going to the you know half price books or whatever you use bookstore is and and grabbing those modules from uh, Mayfair DC back in the day because the bookstore near me they have like a ton of them for like a dollar. So I mean I picked up a whole bunch of them and I was looking at them and I'm like oh okay so this one you can do this this one you can do that oh okay you can't use that one but it has some great ideas in it. So it might be good scourging those things for those or scouring I should say <laughs> scourging. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Also, uh, the modern-day superhero games for DC and uh, Marvel, those have some great uh, adventures for custom heroes, too, you can poke at to grab some ideas from for your yeah. game. Yeah, and you could even, I mean, pretty much you could steal from any superhero uh, RPG. Like, if you wanted to go Mutants and Masterminds, you could steal some of their those modules from Green Ronin. Yeah. Um, there, and really, you could just steal just about anything that you read in a comic and just modify it to be like okay instead this is the villain's plot instead of the x-men fighting it or the fantastic four you guys are just modify <laughs> it for your group yeah exactly i mean and i think that's like the modules that they did release uh you would need you can use them it just requires that because a lot of this there's certain from the ones I've read, though, there are certain encounters that may be very detailed, geared towards a specific character. But if you strip those out, the general plot will still function with what the villain's trying to do. It, there's not many modules that were made about Doc Ock specifically getting revenge on Spider-Man because of this happening. They're not quite that detailed. But it's more like villain has a bad plot of... Uh, a plot he's trying to accomplish and these heroes are thwarting it and they're tied together because of their comic history. Ooh. So but there was a supplement 
in I think it was an old dragon, but it was for DC. It was like a villain plot generator, and I, I remember we we had talked about this on Roll for Initiative a while back too, because we were talking about plot generators and things. But basically, it was like a chart you roll. The villain does this. This is what happens, and this is the side effect, and this is what you need to do type thing. And it was mostly for DC, but you can apply to any because it was that generic enough. So might be worth looking for that as well. I think someone had done one on a blog as well. I have to look for that link and include it in if I could find it. It was pretty cool. But, yeah, that's uh, that. I think that we've covered everything. What, uh, where to find the books? That's pretty easy. Yep. Nick, you've been <laughs> saying it the whole show. Where do we find those books? Well, you could go to um, classicmarvelforever.com, which is an excellent resource for everything Marvel superhero related. They even have conversions for DC heroes and such. Yeah. And they have excellent net books there. Uh, this just fantastic. And then there's another one, uh, mshgamer.com. It's a good one, too. Um, not it seems to be a little bit less detail but there's some fairly decent resources over there i i've just started kind of uh browsing around that one but that's a that's a good one as well yeah i i was looking at that one a while back i found it's been out for a, a couple years not as long as classic marvel forever has been but and right. i was trying to figure out what the difference between this site and that site is and there really is no difference except they don't host the custom files like classic marvel does and they have their own custom right. stuff that i guess uh the owner of that site was working on for his campaign so that may be the reason why he did that site right so but i, I you know it's just options to have out there you can go to either one on msh gamer he has his stuff that he was putting up for his or her campaign i should say so it might be worth looking at that just to poke around, see what is, someone else has done. Isn't there also a Facebook group as well? Ah, yes, there is the uh, Facebook group. Uh, there's actually a couple of them. So yeah. uh, let me look at that up real quick. There, there's the Marvel Superheroes, the unofficial canon project. In that group, they are constantly posting new books in the format of the old modules they take the time to actually get that little detail down uh and they're basically updating the entire marvel universe uh they're, they're, they'll take story arcs uh, and basically stat out all the characters so you can start filling in the gaps because this game i think the last supplements were released in like 93 yeah so characters created after that just were never officially made. So this is the group that's filling in all of those gaps from 93 on. Un and unofficial yeah, canning group. Yeah, that's it. Con constant flow of stuff there. Yeah, the classic Marvel uh, unofficial canon group is another one that does that stuff too. So, yeah. Those are the places you can search for on Facebook to uh, join. It's pretty active, like really active as far as people... Like Matt said, doing new information and, and collaborating on new ideas. So you can always ask questions and people respond if you don't have an idea about how to handle something or a rules question. They're they're there to help. I mean, I've asked a ton of questions and they're like, oh, yeah, it's this or that. And I'm like, hey, to give you an idea on that, uh, the unofficial canon project, I'm looking there right now. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's heading it, he is working on a Micronauts source book. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Micronauts. I remember that comic. It was pretty darn good. Yeah. A lot of people want to see that. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been doing not only, you know, updating from like 93 on, but bringing in some of the kind of uh, stuff that was left by the wayside in the day, like Micronauts here. They've also been working on uh, supplements that um, TSR had promised but canceled when they they killed the line. Mm-hmm. So there's some supplements in there that people are working on to continue where TSR left off. So it's just like they never stopped doing things, but except just from a fan point of view. Yep. And I have seen uh, Jeff Grubb look at some of the material, and he was he gave it like a thumbs up, and he was kind of impressed, like oh, you know, the fan dedication. He was, you know. I, I think that's a lot. The One of the creators of the game looking at it going, wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Even, even if it isn't the best or he didn't like it, he still gave it a that's cool, I mean, I can't believe it type deal. So it might be yeah. worth looking at if you're looking for more information. Like Secret Wars 25 years later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the Gamers, uh, what was it, the Gamers Handbook uh, Universe books? What were those books that they called? Yeah, they, they're Gamer's Guide to the Marvel Universe. Yes, they started doing another one of those as well, too. So, Yeah, because in those, if you are able to get a set of those, those are amazing. Just from every character pretty much has its own one sheet of stats, uh, giant picture, and background, and it's great. It's If you were to go to, like, second edition, the uh, Loose Leaf uh, Monstrous Compendiums they did, it's that. <sighs> But for Marvel, and the Marvel one is just great. Yeah, that was the, the the whole idea. Hmm, it worked in second edition. We made so much money. Let's try it in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I think in Marvel it works better. Actually, it does. Because because yeah. with Marvel, there's a lot of characters you want stats for, but what supplement are you really going to put them in? Because it's not like you're going to do a monster book That'd be for cool. villains or heroes. Because some of these heroes are just like weird one offs. Yeah that they statted out they did were around for a little bit but they they don't warrant their own product so I, for marvel i think it it's great having those and i totally lucked out and was able to score the complete set for 20 bucks at my local game store so, go man yeah okay so future wise for us we also have uh, oh before that uh, we also have an email segment that we'll be reading some emails for people who send in suggestions and that's the bullpen segment and yep. Matt will be monitoring that email address yes Matt. it's bullpen at classicfacerip.com bullpen at classic f a s e r i p dot com right you can send your emails there and we will respond uh, you know obviously we're not going to read a detail for word for word but we'll paraphrase and try to answer your question or maybe get your suggestion for a show note idea maybe we mm-hmm. can focus on something but in, in the future we have like a lot of ideas to, to highlight material that's on the net look at old books just like break it down a little bit go over some how to run games certain ways like next episode nick wanted to talk about street level games yeah real well, low powered stuff what, how and we, how you can maybe run a campaign associated with that. Exactly. How we can do that. We'll, we'll break that down and go over the process and, you know, give our thoughts on how we would do it. And if, maybe if you walk away with something, that's great. If you don't, you know, you don't. But we're not the definitive answer again because that was TSR that's no longer around. Yeah. Go to Jeff Grubb. 
He'll answer. Go, go to Jeff Grubb. Yes, exactly. He's the definitive answer. Now, the definitive answer is your imagination. That's the definitive answer. Yep. That's once you get your head wrapped around, you're limited by your own imagination. Then you know you can do anything you want. There's nothing can stop you, man. And with like, um, yes, you know the, the two websites, particularly Classic Marvel Forever, um. There is so much stuff. When you first go there, anybody who's going to check it out, take it little bits at a time because you could go nuts there and like, oh, I want to do this and I want to get that and this. It's like there is so much stuff that was done and being done by people now. It, you can tell it's a labor of love for for the for everybody. Mm. So it, it's just it's just a, a lot of stuff. So just you know. Take your time with it. <laughs> they do have their own set of uh, old school forums there. So if you want to go chat with other, you know, uh, like-minded people, absolutely. I'm on there. I, I don't know if anyone else, Nick or Matt may be on there. I'm not sure. Are you guys on there at all? On, on which one? The classic Marvel Forever forums. No. Um, I mean, I'll, occasionally I'll poke in, but I haven't actually. Uh, I haven't I'm, been I'm, active there, no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually I'm kind of act more active now than I've been forever in forever so trying to get people and chatting get conversations going and the guy who owns the site or runs the site sky cutter really helpful guy i mean you could chat with him and he'll answer questions i've written him personal messages asking suggestions and he'll answer and there's lots of people on there that throw ideas out if you don't have and i've emailed them and they've popped back with hey you should probably do this or you should probably do that so it's a, another great resource pop over there and just definitely you know go nuts Go have fun. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be us in the future. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, we should be on Google Play at this point. I'll try to get us on Stitcher. And you can always take our RSS feed and put it on whatever podcatcher you want. You don't need to have a special one. You just grab our feed and go nuts. And you can also find my actual play that I'm doing with my uh, my face-to-face group called X-Universe or Marvel's X-Universe. It's an actual play podcast revolving around villains as opposed to heroes this time. So listen in as they go about doing villainy around the world. It's uh, interesting. It's had a little slow start, but now they're pick- picking up as they're actually getting used to their powers and figuring out what they want to do. And who knows, maybe some superheroes are might be finding out about them now so hmm, we'll see find us on twitter uh at classic face rip i'm the evil dm on twitter matt is dgen x and bullpen at classic face rip.com or 570-865-4210 is our voicemail hotline and we're gonna say what's our tagline out of here guys we need one <laughs> um uh... excelsior <laughs> no Maybe. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs)